Welcome to the Free Range Preacher on Prayer Podcast. Hi, it's Richard here, your faithful announcer. We are so glad you are listening. Casting our podcast on the waters of providence, trusting we encourage growing, biblical, dynamic, soul-satisfying prayer lives which glorify God. From the pen of Martin Lloyd-Jones, prayer is beyond any question the highest activity of the human soul. Man is at his greatest and highest when upon his knees he comes face to face with God. John Owen adds, I pray God with all my heart that I may be weary of everything else but converse and communion with him. J.C. Riley adds his insight. Never, never may we forget that if we would do good to the world, our first duty is to pray. And now to our fine host, Fred. Welcome to the Free Range Preacher on Prayer podcast. My name is Fred. And I am the principal of the podcast. And again, we are more blessed than you could ever know to have this opportunity to talk about prayer with one another. And we just wanted to remind you as we start that we do have some web pages coming, some other things that may be of interest to you in the coming months. But we are, again, going ahead on J.C. Ryle's tract, A Call to Prayer. And again, the genius of J.C. Ryle is his language, the forcefulness of it, and its compassion as well. And we are in a spot now where if he were to parrot Paul, he would be calling us to a worthy walk. And we're going to start again where he started and then add a little bit more. We're going to start from our introduction where he started and add a little bit more. I ask whether you pray because diligence in prayer is the secret of most eminent holiness. Without controversy, there's a vast difference among true Christians. There's an immense interval between the foremost and the hindermost in the army of God. They are all fighting the same good fight. But how much more valiantly some fight than others. They are all doing the Lord's work, but how much more some do than others. They are all light in the Lord, but how much more brightly some shine than others. They are all running the same race but how much faster some get on than others. They all love the same Lord and Savior, but how much more some love Him than others. I ask any true Christian whether this is not the case. Are these things not so? Thank you, Jesus. That's his quote. He goes on, and we're not going to read everything that he wrote in the next two thoughts, but he goes on to compare and contrast those that he would term in the hindermost in God's army, and then those in the foremost. And we're going to start with the trouble, because he says this, There are some of the Lord's people who seem never able to get on from the time of their conversion. They are born again. They remain babes all their lives. Then quote again, They are all pilgrims indeed, but pilgrims like the Gibeonites of old. Their bread is always dry and moldy, their shoes always old, and their garments always rent and torn, end quote. I love that. And then he states, though, just in a paraphrase, that this condition goes on for years and years, their whole Christian lives. And now for others, he says this, there are others of the Lord's people who seem always advancing. They are ever adding grace to grace and faith to faith. 
and strength to strength. Every time you meet them, their hearts seem larger and their spiritual stature taller and stronger. Every year they appear to see more and to know more and believe more and feel more in their religion. They not only have good works to prove the reality of their faith, but they are zealous of them. They not only do well, but they are unwearied in the well-doing. And then, he says, when they fall, they soon get back up, but back to Ryle himself. And all this time, they think themselves poor, unprofitable servants, and they fancy they do nothing at all. When you part with them, you feel warmed by their company, as if your soul had been near a fire. I know such people are rare. I only ask, are there not many such? Now, how can we account for the difference which I have just described? What is the reason that some believers are so much brighter and holier than others? I believe the difference in 19 cases out of 20 arises from different habits about private prayer. I believe that those who are not eminently holy pray little, and those who are eminently holy pray much. I dare say this opinion will startle, startle some readers, and we're going to get to that part next. But for our meditation, where are you in your abundant life? What are your expect, expectations of the abundant life? Those are worthy questions. And the Bible tells us several different ways to examine ourselves. But most importantly for us is do you pray? Thank you, Heavenly Father, for today. Help us to meditate on the words of your servant. They have been brought to us for a reason, so that we would examine ourselves and see not only whether or not we are in the faith, but how we can enjoy you and our relationship with you all the more. Help us, Holy Spirit to be advancing in your kingdom, and to be proclaiming your name from lips and from a heart that knows you. We thank you, Holy God, that Paul tells us that he knows you, and that's why his faith is steadfast. Not that he knows about you, but that he knows you. So we commit this time to you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. Draw us near, we pray it, in that precious name. Amen. We see in Deuteronomy 3 that as Moses is talking to the people, he's talking about God in Deuteronomy 3.26. There is none like the God of Jeshurun who rides the heavens to our help and through the skies in his majesty. The eternal God is a dwelling place and underneath are the everlasting arms. That's 25 and 26b. My beloved brethren, prayer helps us to rest in those everlasting arms. So let's dedicate ourselves again to his will and to resting in him and to knowing him more and more. And brethren, let's pray for one another.